Hello, it's August 27th, 2019, and this is Future Vision. Thank you for listening. Have you ever had a craving for a nice, juicy, marbled kangaroo steak? Well, if you're like me, the answer is a big, fat nope. But if you're a little bit more adventurous than I am, good news. Thanks to lab-grown meat, you'll soon be able to pick up kangaroo burgers at the grocery store. At least, that's the goal of Val, an Australian food tech company. Like all versions of clean meat, Val takes natural stem cells from biopsy samples of a live kangaroo. They then place the stem cells in a nutrient-rich solution in a controlled cultivator, which causes the cells to behave as they would if they were still in the body of an animal. They then add nutrients to the cells, helping them to grow into muscle and fat cells as well as connective tissue, the whole process takes four to six weeks, but in the end, you're left with genuine, slaughter-free meat. Val says its lab-grown kangaroo meat could be available in supermarkets by the end of 2022. They're also in talks with high-end Australian chefs to produce meals featuring their clean meat. I'm a firm believer that the future of food is going to be lab-grown. However, for the time being, plant-based protein is starting to push more and more into traditional meat markets. There's a good chance your local fast food joint already offers some version of a plant-based burger. And now KFC wants to get in the game as well. They've partnered with Beyond Meat to test out the company's new plant-based chicken product. KSC says that trials will take place in only one store near Atlanta, Georgia. They'll offer both nuggets and boneless wings, each available in 6- or 12-piece combos. Kevin Hutchman, chief concept officer for KFC US, says... KFC Beyond Fried Chicken is so delicious, our customers will find it difficult to tell it's plant-based. I think we've all heard it tastes like chicken. Well, our customers are going to be amazed and say it tastes like Kentucky Fried Chicken. What would you prefer to eat, though? Kangaroo or KFC? Let me know on Twitter. You can hit me up at PodFutureVision. Congratulations to Redditor Sassy Andy. Sassy Andy is responsible for naming not one, but two of Jupiter's recently discovered moons. Last year, after the satellites were found, the Carnegie Institution for Science put out a call on Twitter to name them. Jovian naming conventions require its many moons to be named after characters from Greek and Roman mythology, who were either descendants or consorts of Zeus or Jupiter. After two months of suggestions and a review by the IAU, the final names have been announced, and all five of the moons are named after daughters or granddaughters of Zeus. They are Pandia, Ursa, Irene, Philoforsini, and Euphemia. Sassy Andy is credited with proposing Euphemia and Philoforsini. 
In mythology, they are the younger charities where Philopsini is the spirit of welcome, friendliness, and kindness, and Euphemi is the spirit of good omen and acclaim, as well as many other things. You can check out Andy's YouTube channel, Loon Arctic, where he talks through the names and details and which moon is which. In other space news, the debate on whether Pluto is actually a planet or not is starting to heat up again. In 2006, a year after astronomers discovered Eris, a dwarf planet 27% larger than Pluto, the International Astronomical Union laid out its official definition for what constituted a planet. According to the AUO, a planet is a celestial body which A. is in orbit around the sun, B. has sufficient mass to assume a hydrostatic equilibrium or a nearly round shape, and C. has cleared the neighborhood around its orbit. That last point is what disqualified Pluto. However, speaking at the first robotics event in Oklahoma, NASA head Jim Bridenstine got himself into a little bit of controversy when he went against the AUO by placing himself firmly on one side of the Pluto debate, declaring the ball of ice a planet once again. I've seen a few media outlets spinning Bridenstine's statement as something very serious that NASA is spinning in the face of science, but... I don't know. After actually listening to what he said, to me, it just kind of sounds like a dude who's trying to be funny. Here's Jim. And just, I see people writing, just so you know, in my view, Pluto is a planet. <laughs> and you can, you can write that the NASA administrator declared Pluto a planet once again. I'm sticking by that. It's the way I learned it, and I'm committed to it. Now to you, did that sound like a serious anti-science comment or just an off-the-cuff, tongue-in-cheek soundbite? You tell me. Happy belated birthday to Katherine Johnson. If you saw the movie Hidden Figures, you'd recognize Johnson as one of the mathematicians whose calculations of orbital mechanics as a NASA employee were critical to the success of the first U.S. crewed spaceflights. Johnson's work included calculating trajectories, launch windows, and emergency return paths for Project Mercury spaceflights, including those for astronauts Alan Shepard, the first American in space, and John Glenn, the first American in orbit and rendezvous pass for the Apollo Lunar Module and Command Module on flights to the moon. Her calculations were also essential to the beginning of the Space Shuttle program. Catherine turned 101 years old on Monday. I know I've said this before plenty and plenty of times, but it finally... Looks like Starhopper will fly today. We've been waiting a couple weeks now for the SpaceX Starship prototype to complete a 150-meter hover, and today is the day, hopefully. Yesterday was supposed to be another attempt at the launch, and everything looked good, 
right up until literally the very last second of the countdown before liftoff was aborted. Elon Musk tweeted out saying there was an igniter issue. However, he said that they would try again today at around 4 p.m. Central Time at the earliest, which is right about the time this episode should be coming out. So hopefully I can update you on a successful flight later this week. That's all for today's episode of Future Vision, though. Thank you very, very much for listening. If you'd like to help the show grow, you could always consider sub- subscribing, rating, commenting, sharing links about the show on social media, tweeting at Elon about it. Anything like that is incredibly helpful. Thank you very much. Bye for now.